All right, hello everyone, wherever you might be listening. The Grubs are back uh, once again. Hammy here. The Skip is in the house. So too Rambo. Um, unfortunately, another episode of Three Slips No Hummer. I don't know if anyone has heard from him um, in the last couple no of weeks. No contact. Just... No contact, no. mate. No, he's gone missing. I mean, good in some ways, but um, concerning <laughs> in others. So um, good luck to Hummer, wherever he might be. Hope, hope you're all right, mate. Um, gentlemen, well done last week. Some very good response to our... Uh, our review of the mm. first couple of episodes of the test. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but it, ju- it just it was nice to uh, walk back down memory lane and just uh, just talk about what's been a great doco. Yeah, loved it, mate. I'll tell you what. I was just saying before we went on air again. Look, for me, it's easily the best cricket doco, cricket doco we've seen. Um, yeah. like, I've loved every bit of it, and I think that uh, Rambo, you made a good point. Like, it's come after Sandpaper Gate. And then it's like you're coming from the absolute depths and you can see that rise and we know what happens at the end of that. And I think uh, obviously us being over there in the UK, the culmination of this, the ashes, well, in a, in a, in a weird way, you feel like part of it. And I think that uh, every every Australian fan that has been to any of these matches, whether it was against India or here in Australia, whether it was over in the UK, stayed up late at night, put the coffee on and watched through, watch what Stokes did to us, but then watch how we responded. All of those things, you feel like part of it. And it feels like as a country, without getting too emotional about it, as a country, we took ourselves from being an unlikable team on a national scale that the, the, the people were frustrated with and have gone to this new level uh, this new level that we're at now where I think we, we genuinely love our national cricket team and every episode of 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 this doco just it just it keeps it keeps delivering for me so and that's the last time i'll be serious you make a good point uh skip i reckon having it having the doco based around some points of friction um also makes always makes it more compelling i'm watching the last dance at the moment as a i imagine um most of the planet is um and that's obviously they build the friction point around um you know Jackson's last season and what Jordan's going to do and, and all those elements um, is always running in the background. So you obviously know what's going to happen, but it still makes it uh, brilliant to watch. Mm. Yeah, very, very very enjoyable, that's for sure. Last week, uh, our internet put up about as much of a fight as Sri Lanka did in the uh, test series we'll get to in episode four. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it goes a little bit better this week. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just going to quickly, before we get into pulling apart these these episodes, is uh, just check in and see... If there's anything we've been enjoying cricket content-wise, anything we're concerned about, we did it last week just to kick us off. And one that we've certainly been pretty excited about so far is um, uh, Rob Moody has been going berserk with the uh, with the reverse angle um, clips he's been putting on Twitter. Uh, have you guys seen these? You, you across- They're fantastic. Yeah. I love yeah. them, Hammy. Uh, such a simple idea from our great men, uh, our great friend uh, Rob Alinda, yep. twenty. Um, an absolute YouTube hero. He's been in the news lately, I think, because um, you know there was a couple of there's a bit of a scare there that they were going to take down his videos. Um, they do he it actually, all the time. Yeah, yeah. scaremongering. Yeah. They, they should be knighted, really. Is what Absolutely. Should be. Yeah, he should be first in line of Her Majesty. Um, yeah. But uh, I think he even put out a call for his fans to start downloading his videos so they wouldn't get lost, <laughs> um, which is ingenious. There's enough people watching. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's he's mirrored. Some of the best batsmen. Uh, and we've watched Rambo. There's our first dropout, <laughs> Rambo. Basically saying that he enjoys the Rob Moody reverse yeah. angle. Yeah. Um, 
clips, which we all have. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, Rambo. There you go. Uh, up again, uh, I just thought we'd maybe go around if you're across mm. these clips and maybe identify your favourite one or two. So if, you, if you're not across them, it's basically, we know people are right-hand batters, right-hand bowlers. All he's done is mirrored them, and now they're left-handers. It's just, it's cricket porn. It's beautiful to watch. Skip, what have you enjoyed? Uh, show actor. Oh, did you see that coming? <laughs> did not see that coming at all. <laughs> Uh, he, had, he had a bit of fun. I know it was with the ball, sorry, but he did, uh, if you got an opportunity, watch. Look, have a look at the show back to stuff. It's uh, yep. absolute fire. And look, I'm something a bowler. Le- left arm, quick bowlers. It's just something yeah, automatically yeah. a bit sexier about yeah. them. I don't know what it is. Yeah, um, and look, well, yeah, okay. You know, you I'll know I'll me, I'm a bowler. So for yeah. me, I you, you guys can go through the batting stuff, but I've been I've been watching some of his show back to stuff, and it's absolutely yeah. A very similar style to Akta, your bowling skip. Just yeah. um, push it off the back fence. Slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Stop halfway I'll, through for a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back you in off the back of the left arm as Wazzy Macram. I enjoyed seeing him as a right armer because I always used to like um, to model myself on Akram even though I'm a right armer. So that was good to see. Yep. Although, to your point, Amy, it wasn't as sexy. Um, even though yeah. he was managing to right swing armor. it both ways in the same delivery against Michael Slater. Um, yep. it, it was still really good to see that. But my uh, my favourite, somewhat controversially, was Damien Martin as a left-hander. Um, yeah, that's, no, that's get... not controversial at all. That's, that's good. <laughs> well, he's, he's yeah. one of the uh, sexiest bats to ever play for Australia, that's for sure. Yeah. But just seeing the way that he leisurely leans on a, on a, on a kind of um, defensive stroke and it just pierces the off-field off um, for four with ease. Glorious. Um, in left-handed view, um, was was spectacular. Kind of that put me back in the seat a bit. Obviously, Mark Wall was up there as well, um, but that Damian is, Martin for me, very sexy. And not surprised about Wazzy Macram. You and him both uh, prodigious swingers on and off the field. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised you modelled yourself on him. Uh, for me, um, Warren's Gatting ball uh, delivered as a uh, Chinaman or a left-arm unorthodox spinner was brilliant to watch. Um, that was that was the one that for me really that I was really invested in what Rob Moody was doing, and the other one you probably wouldn't pick this for me, but uh, I really liked Ian Bell as a left-hander again, ah. very easy on the eye, and he had a mm. couple of good tours of Australia where he was just just smash. There's I think there's one innings he plays at Sydney which yep. uh, he put up, and he's playing a lot of cuts, a lot of like on drives and yeah, he's very drives. good yes. uh, square and straight down the wicket, Ian Bell. So I could see where you yeah. are with that one, Hammy. No, uh, no, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty bland ones there. But geez, they're good. Like, yep. just go watch them. Just you can lose yourself for a day in that content. Ha- well done, Rob Moody, if you listen. Yeah, Hammy, uh, was there any Monty Panesar vision? <laughs> there is a great couple of nuts from Monty uh, against Pakistan and India in his first couple of Test matches. Um, but I don't think Rob has done them the due diligence of making him a right army yet. Mm. So. Um, he's got time on his hands. I'm sure he'll be ploughing through. He's going to keep producing him. But again, Rob, if you're listening, um, give us the full Monty. We'd yep. love to see that in uh, in right arm. Well, at least one person in Australia would like to see it, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I did give Monty a shout out, um, but he didn't reply to me on Instagram. For Scandalous. His I republished our photo uh, moments after he'd signed the book. I did notice, though, that Monty has uh, changed his Twitter bio in recent times. Um, Monty's Twitter bio now is as follows. Naturally very funny guy with ambitions and goals in life and entrepreneur. <laughs> okay, is that, is that... Happy birthday to Monty. Is that your Twitter bio or is that Monty's? 
You get your own bio, Monty. <laughs> yeah. um, I would have thought, sure thought that uh, being one of the three people in the world that finished his book, he would give you a return um, shout-out oh to the happy God. birthday, Hammy. So you should be disappointed. Have a respect. Oh. Yeah, he has got ambitions to be an actor, though. Maybe we can put him in a grub scene. There's a oh. whole chapter on that in the book, so... He's a walk-up start. Um, yeah, if he wants to be in... Can, yeah, we'll, we'll find a place for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, good on you, Monty. Happy birthday. Um, well, boys, two great episodes of the test here. Maybe we should jump into those. Rambo's quiz coming up a little bit later. Don't don't uh, touch that dial. Plenty still to come. Uh, but yes, Ep3. Um, <clears throat> we're back in Australia, uh, which is exciting. Lino gets the boys going. A uh, little bit of an address to the team off the top. Then we're on to the beach. Jared Waitley's telling us what it means to be Australian. Mm. Australia is, in mm. summer is cricket. Um, you know, you're seeing kids playing everywhere. We love all that. We're all getting a bit nostalgic. And then who better to hammer home a bit of nostalgia than JL? We get a bit <laughs> of JL. Um, he, reckon, he reckons, uh, you know, the smell of the cut grass gets him going. And, you know, based on the way that he talks and into his yoga and stuff, I'm not surprised at the smell of cut grass <laughs> Gets jail going um, <laughs> with a bit of that. Yep. Then we're told this summer, India, they're coming. They're the foe. It's going to be tough. No Warner, no mm. Smith. The best player yeah. in the world, Virat Kohli, is coming to our shores. And um, we get a bit of a montage, Rambo, uh, of how good this guy is and how um, they really dramatise how good and how scary he is. Yeah, I think um, headlined by Hammy, that uh, infamous net session, some might mm. say, uh, the second what most skips? watch yep. net session in cricket history. Uh, a bit behind uh, Skip's net session, which, um, yep. you know, who would have thought that um, your request to set up a camera behind your net one day would end up on YouTube and get um, close to a million views? Two legs, mate. No! <sighs> watch it. Oh. Ah. Settle down. Yeah, boy. Ah! Oh. Oh. Just um, trying to get yeah. better, Rambo. Just always trying That's to right. Just iron out a few things in the technique yeah. there. <laughs> Don't fall there. Got to watch the tape. Got to watch the tape. You're always yeah. saying that, Skip. Um, but yeah, there's a... There's well, it was a... interesting, that net session, Rambo, because um, it was a sign of things to come, that series. A big, tall, Indian, fast bowler just uh, terrorising an Australian batsman. <laughs> um, so it was a sign of things to come in the doco as well. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's right. Well, say... I mean, they... yeah, you go, Rambo. Go. <laughs> No, I'll just, you, you go, mate. You go. <laughs> I'll go quickly before yes, we no get way. into the cricket. Two things. Literally, is there any sport that Jared Waitley doesn't need to tell us how uh, Australian it is? I mean, give me a spell. I know he, yeah. he, he bloke, bloke. It seems like he's completely against any form of betting, but yet he wrote the Black Caviar book. Can't work that out. The whole industry is underpinned by wagering. Um, and then I've got to hear about cricket. Look, footy, I get it, it should go. I probably don't need your voice telling me what cricket is because I hate to say it, but I don't know if he's ever gone out and played park cricket with the likes of us. I mean, we would, he, he'd probably cry after one well, of, you, one you, of you're, you're addressing straight. that. You're addressing that divide there, aren't you, Skip? That if you haven't played the game, you're not allowed, allowed to talk about <laughs> it. No, I'll, no, no, I'll, I don't think it's that, Rambo. <laughs> It's, I just, no, okay. I don't oh, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's he's not very likable. Uh, I think for someone who's so omnipresent on the sporting landscape, mm. broadcast landscape, he hasn't quite tipped over that edge to you know lovable. He'll, he'll never be a Richie, obviously. No. Um, but even a few others will um, still have him covered right now, even though he's very intelligent. I will give him a chop out on the on the betting skip. Um, he's not a gambler, but every year, or well, he used to do this anyway. He'd give you one 
Brownlow bet from a groups, you know, who's going to yep. be the best on the Bulldogs or the Saints yep. at odds, and it, it usually gets up. So oh, um, one to listen out to this year, punters, if we have a Brownlow. Eight. And you do mention as well there, Skip, that he, he hasn't played cricket probably. Um, we're not sure. But if you are listening, Jared, as usual, uh, we will be struggling for numbers next season. So if you want to come and play, uh, you are more than welcome to come and join the Grubs uh, at any point. And I'll, I'll, yeah, 100%. And look, it, it isn't about... Um, it isn't about uh, whether you play the game or not. Do you know what it is for me, guys? And I'll leave it here. I get frustrated where there's people that almost look for a longer, more complex word when a simpler word that more of the population will understand actually suit is more apt to that situation and that discussion. Don't see that. Don't um, that, per, that perplexes me, Wally. Uh, for you, I thought um, <laughs> I thought you would have uh, enjoyed the. I, I don't know that. But the other thing, can I just say? Why the fuck was Justin Langer talking about A Star Is Born? Oh, well, go. that was going to be my next thing. He, he <laughs> yeah. loves it. I like this, it was, this human side. It was a bizarre sort of like... No, nah, he kept wanting to push it. Have you seen it? Oh, it's amazing. Like, it, was like, it is a good movie. It was a good a movie, movie of the time. It's all no, he, goes, he says, oh my God, what a beautiful yeah. film. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> it, I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. seen it, so I can't speak. Uh, oh, we well, it is a beautiful film and yeah. a great one. Yeah. Go go and watch that in isolation with the Dale. That is that is a good. It's emotional. It is, but it's good. So I don't I don't I, I quite like that from JL giving us a bit of because uh, it's going to be an intense series. Yep. So go and relax before escape. Think about other things. Star is born. Great movie. Well, you mentioned off the top. Uh, there is a lot of Star is born through the series. There's a lot of Jared Whiteley through the series. Mm. But there's the main theme that kind of comes through is Australia versus Virat Kohli. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think you know the tension already before a match is a ball has been bowled comes from Tim Payne when he even revs his own mum for uh, trying to give him some um, honest advice. Um, I think she says, oh, yeah. he's, just, he's just human. And uh, Tim <laughs> doesn't like that piece of feedback when the mother of the Australian has captain. Uh, I think that just gives you a little flavour of the tension that the Aussies were feeling already yeah. uh, towards yes. Coley. So much, so much tension in the air. They are building all that. We see the boys' uh, selection table uh, panel of about 12 blokes around the table. What a luxury to have 12 blokes around the selection table, let alone in the team to choose from on the weekend. I think we touched on that last week as well. First big tick of the, the episode for me, um, we've got some faith in uh, Travis Head from JL. Yeah, the, the Travis Head, because he's a good cricketer and also a good bloke, he's basically going, I think he's. we've got to pick him. These That said to me that... All of the, you know, there's a little bit of out there stuff, a little bit of holistic stuff by JL, but this was the point in the series where I've gone, they are going to create a team of good cricketers and good people. And that's yeah. that's what Australia needs to do. And I think that if you have somebody that is a great cricketer, but they're, they're genuinely not a great egg, eventually yeah. you have to make a call because you can't have 11 individuals that don't care about anyone else that have just happened to be good cricketers. So yeah. um, that I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a great call. I personally, Hammy, I've said this time after time. Um, welcome back, Rambo. I was just saying, Rambo, I was so happy with the, the way Langer spoke about picking Travi Head because he's a good person but a good cricketer as well. You can't just pick on one or the other. I think that when you're building a team, these sort of decisions are what help, have helped us love the Australian cricket team again. And not just the not just the baggy green and we follow them blindly because they're our national team, but the personalities and feel like this is 
like love again for these people. And I just thought that was awesome by JL. Just open, transparent, goes. He, we've we've got to pick him. He's a great bloke, yep. and he and he and he's he's doing his job. Big, uh, absolutely. They get into you know picking a good team, setting the culture. Timmy Payne mm. says we're going to ignore Virat in the big PowerPoint prezo where they they break the team down. A lot of slides on Virat I noticed as well. Um, <laughs> including and then, a, an image of him from when he was uh, 19 years old <laughs> yes it's like, I reckon uh, they did that on purpose bets Nathan Brown with his, uh, <laughs> with his work photo or Rambo's email uh, photo at work as well God, Mate, he's got the one from 15 there's years there's no ago. point uh, changing it if you look the same Ryan I've said <laughs> that to you before um, I think they just put that image of Cully up on his stats pad um, just, to give, just to give him a little sly one. He's just like, all right, if we're going to have to put a photo of the bloke up there, let's make it one when he was fat and when he was yeah. 19. <laughs> Any opportunity to jib him, they're doing it immediately off the bat. But then we see a uh, kind of a, the day before the test holding the trophy, Payne and Coley, and you see them both in their captain's blazers. At this point, I thought, gee whiz, uh, Virat Coley's kit looks very similar to the Grubs official touring kit mm. uh, that we wore in the UK. Baggy blue, blue blazer, all that sort of stuff. Um, you should be so, so I actually got a bit. Yeah, she came around to it a little bit, very <laughs> maybe, briefly. Very maybe he stole. He might have stole Tom the cameraman's blazer. That's where it's ended up. <laughs> oh yeah, still looking for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhere in du- Dubai Airport somewhere. Um, yes, all right. So then we, we get we get through all that. We, we've got a pain to these guys with the real deal. They're a great team, number one team in the world. And then we are um, into the first innings at Adelaide. Mm. Um, and first first test of the summer at Adelaide, we don't often see that, but India got their way. They only got the four tests. They're not playing at Brisbane. A few things like that um, coming into it. And then uh, Aussie's off to a good start. Pretty good start. Couple of, uh, couple of early poles. And then Usman right. takes a very similar catch to yours truly at Junction Oval uh, <laughs> this summer, just gone over the boundary. One-handed screamer to, uh, to dismiss the great man. That was few more was people that. watching. Few more people watching. A little bit more on the line. Yep. Um, than, he was uh, on the park. Catch. <laughs> there was reputations on the line. There's a lot of parallels. Although, of parallels. If he, given the opportunity, he might have done it, but he wasn't wearing his Timberlands, uh, Usman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or his, yeah, or his he, skinny he, yeah. jeans. Um, but, you know, I do remember that uh, first session because we, we were in the office and Hummer was running around like um, a galah. Just claiming the series is over. The series is over. I knew they couldn't win here. It's all done. And Unlike I'm going to go the early crow. Yeah, and that and that. Funnily enough, Australia set the tone um, with that, and then Hummer set the tone for the rest of the series um, moments yep. later. Because as we as we see the trend, Hammy, Australia uh, continue to struggle with their second sessions. Um, or, yes. or putting winning sessions together consecutively. So they're presented in graph form, mm. don't we, yes, a bit later? In the old bar. Graphic detail. Yes, it was Literally. very... Even I could follow that one. So I, full credit to um, performance managers on on that review. Um, yeah. But it, it's funny. It started off so strong, and then um, to add to the drama of it all, it just goes south very quickly. Well, it's interesting because they, they've got a new untried opening combination they've got Finch and Harris uh, debut now this reminded me a little bit of when we experimented and let Flanners and Slug open the batting yep, for us right. yep. uh, very similar result bold first ball yep. I think for uh, Finch and Flanners <laughs> so just goes to show a little bit of a little bit of experience at the top is very important and uh, we, we both learned that the hard way the hard way um, this might we're be getting a time just to, just to touch on this quickly I mean it might yeah uh, it might just touch on a few things that happened later in the series, but the whole Justin Langer and Aaron Finch vibe through yep. these two episodes was an interesting one for me. 
Um, yeah. I think yeah. at the start, when we're talking about uh, Langer doesn't know what his best six is yet, um, you know, Finchie's name mm. comes up there. It's very clear from Justin Langer's point of view that if Finch can't open, he's not in the team. Yep. Um, yep. In, 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 in red ball cricket. Uh, but we continually yep. see that uh, he gets picked as an opener. Yeah. So I think it takes all of Brad Haddon's, you know, one argument. I think they discussed putting him at three at one point. All of a sudden, next thing we know, at the MCG, he's opening again. Uh, and he scores a 50 that yep. is, I think. But uh, there's a bit of a running vibe here between um, what how Langer rates Finch as a test cricketer, I think. Um, yeah. And he was really putting him under the pump. And he didn't quite deliver in those first two uh, test matches, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I found that, I mean... I, from the moment that whole thing started and throughout this entire episode, my feeling was Langer was never overly keen to play him. But it felt like he just sort of got pushed around a little bit. This is almost a moment where you need to stand up and go, I'm the, I'm the coach of the Australian cricket team. I'm going to say this. I don't think this guy is our test opener. And I don't want him to bat down the order because I, I, I think if we're going to have Marsh and Head down there at five and six, that's who we're going to play. He doesn't play. It's that simple. I, yeah. And, and, and I think they need... Oh, sorry, Skip, go. I, I probably would have... I actually would have, looking ahead, I know Marshall Mountain runs, but look, looking ahead, you might go Finch, maybe a better option at the six. Um, but the bottom line is, Langer wasn't keen. It, it took a little bit for him to find some runs. I, I, don't, I don't know what the right answer. We didn't have a whole lot of other options. But well, if, the, the, there is another moment in there as well where Finch doesn't use the DRS... Um, yeah, at a catch at short leg and, and you can tell Langer is fuming which I think incorrectly uh, 100% wasn't sure. Finch wasn't sure you don't use your DRS challenge unless you're positive that's what it's there for it's there for the howler it wasn't a howler it was a very close run thing um, but he still gets yep. grief from the coach so little things right. like that you kept picking up on did you did you guys think when you saw Langer running down the stairs you go fuck he's going to go and console him I thought no. he's going to go and just go Mate, I couldn't believe, because I thought he's angry, but I thought he's going to run... Running down, your player who's struggling at the moment is your opening bat. He's just stuffed up a review. I think there might he have been a bit of creative license in that scenario, Skip. I reckon he might have... There, there can might you have run down these stairs? Of uh, Langer running <laughs> so, down the stairs and take, being, take yeah, a piss. And, and they've just was, chopped it into... Like, He's going to get a random go, maybe give him a stern like, fuck it, mate, we need to get better, but we're going to do this together. Instead, it was just horrid. Yeah, I, I was, was just like, I, it, I am trying to think of a time where I've seen a coach support a player less than in that. Oh, movie. there's a few. Rodney Ed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Rodney Ed, Brian Lake. <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there, uh, was no, there was an element of love there. I felt there was no love. There was no appreciation. There was nothing between them at that point. It was short, it was sharp, and it was like... Well, they're, they're, they're basically on the cusp room. of losing uh, the Border Gavaskar Trophy yet again. So mm. I think that there was probably yeah. a bit of well, a yeah. I, I don't know that he goes, I don't like Because he, he ends up loving him and he's, he's the, co- the captain of the one-day team and all that sort of stuff. The reason Finch was in that team at that point in time is because they needed leaders in the dressing room. They had their two best players taken out. That's why he made his debut in the UAE. They needed an experienced guy as a captain of the one-day team. They tried it. Didn't really work. Um it's like he's a bit like uh, obviously a way better bloke, but a bit like Jason Roy, you know. And they put him at the top of the order in the one day cricket. Brilliant, you know. Can't fault him yep. when you, your technique gets found out a bit more in tests and uh, just strikes me as a similar style of player. Yep. So um, and far that, better bloke. 
than well, way better bloke. Not 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 disputing that at all. In fact, um, he's got a most people on the planet are. There's about six billion better. <laughs> um, yes. So anyway, we see through the rest of this innings, Australia can't quite get it together. We get a bit of Rishab Pant on the stump, Mike. We get that kind no, of little. Not enough Rishab Pant. Uh, yes, agree. But we 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 get a bit of a flavour of all right. We're going to see a bit of a new initiative here. For, for the first time, we've got two broadcasters broadcasting a summer of Australian cricket. They're all trying to up the ante. What can they do more of? This was the first time we saw the stump mics turned up, and this comes into play a little bit later in the series, doesn't it, when uh, when uh, we head over to Perth, and uh, the boys try to just unsettle um, Virat, our, our anti-hero, uh, in this episode a little bit more. So um, we're, off to, uh, we're off to Perth. For Test 2, 1-0 down in the board of Gavaskar Trophy. Um, things are a bit tense. You know, we don't lose the first Test of the summer very often. Uh, we've got a bit of a fly-on-the-wall opportunity here with JL. We're going to actually drive to the ground with JL uh, on the morning of a Test match. Now, JL leaves the house early in the morning with a box of penfolds under his arm. Yeah, did anyone did else notice that? that? Yes, I did. Um, yeah. It's, at, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, I guess, uh, is yeah. JL's philosophy there. <laughs> Um, well, he was a very obviously very confident about uh, how that first day would go for Australia at uh, the new Optus Stadium mm. that he uh, Ma- BYO'd Ma- his own uh, red. Yep. Well, maybe he's got it as for Finchie as a gesture of goodwill. Yeah, you know, go. got a bit heated in the last test. Hey, can, let's, let's... can we just say again, it's disgraceful. We've said this on many podcasts over the time. Why the fuck we were going there down one nil when we should have been going there from the Gabba one nil up is beyond me. I just I'm just going to say that again. Yeah, no, very, very first, disappointing. Gabba, first test every summer, we go one nil up. I can't. Well, Gabatoir. Gabatoir. The Gabatoir. Yep, yeah, yeah. a massive whip on, whiff on that one by Cricket Australia. <laughs> we know they're listening. Um, I think it might come down to money, Hammy. Yeah, well, um, they haven't got much of that at the moment, if things are to be believed. Mm. So, <laughs> anyway, we're uh, in Perth. We're in Perth. Yeah, we're in Perth. Uh, Jay was done. He's gone for a swim in the ocean. Uh, he's done his meditation and he's eaten his breakfast. So I just went through JL's morning routine, yep. Rambo. Swim, meditation, breakfast, ready to go. Um, we head to the uh, the Optus Stadium. First mm. test at Optus Stadium um, that, we're, we're, that has ever been played. At this point, again, my note-taking was um, obscured by my father, uh, Gary, who went into a monologue about how he actually faced the first ball at the Wacker. Is that right? Um, uh, which was delivered by Bruce Reed, and he let through to the keeper. But if you want the full half-hour recount of that <laughs> ball, feel free to hit hit him up. He will tell you. Um, so we're up to stadium, new venue. Um, and, uh, yeah, we find out that uh, Marcus Harris, he's, ne- he's opened the batting his whole career, never faced the first ball. I found that quite interesting. Yep. Finchie goes, get out there, mate. I'm battling. Um, help me out here. Yep. Help my brother out. Go and, uh, and face. And the boys... Do what JL and his mate Hados used to love doing. Getting out there, batting on a green top, getting through the first session, putting 100 on the board, getting the mental advantage. Yep. Yeah. He loves, loves that chat. First wicket. Yeah. Needed. Yeah. So he was, pretty, he was pretty chuffed with the boys. They both got 50s. They were both looking pretty good. And, and do you know what that, when they came in, like, and everyone was getting around him, it just had that, there was this just a little bit of refreshed, rejuvenated feeling, and you just had this great feeling. I remember watching and thinking, okay. Uh, we're on here. Um, we setting can make this one up. Yeah, setting the game up. Langer mm. talks about it a lot. It was also great to see um, in the when Marcus Harris got his baggy green um, that Michael Hussey got the chance to present it, which is you know um, a rarity 
for, for Huss. He doesn't often get called on to do that. Um, he's only done it about 800 times in the last um, few test matches. Mr. Cricket. <laughs> uh, but Presenting must... caps and and um, AI kind of like batting against, uh, you know, Hawkeye balls. Those are his two things that he does. <laughs> he can do it all, yeah. really, but that's the only things he gets to the opportunity to do. Um, but yeah. Harris's Harris's dad also speaks really well in that uh, in that little passage, I think, um, for a parent. But I, I going back to Finchie in that extraordinary fact that Harris has never faced a first ball and he's a he's a first class cricketer or an opener. Um, Finchie's one of my favourites to hear from the way he tells the yeah. story and the honesty, um, and he, he says it in a really kind of likable way. I, I could see um, him being very high on the uh, how many beers you'd have. With Aaron Finch, um, oh, could be unlimited. Right yeah, in that right category. Yeah, he would sit down and work through a, a, a slab with minimum. Probably have Big a couple time. of whiskeys after it. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, then uh, yeah, look, we're out there in the middle. Lang, Lang is talking again about how good these Indian cricketers are. If they're picking eleven blokes out of a billion. You got to be pretty good. Yep. Lang says, which is you know simple maths, but so uh, you can't can't yep. argue with that. Um, they're out there. Uh, the boys started well, bit of a collapse. India start batting. Virat puts on his best performance of the series, gives it these ones. Um, you know, uh, let the bat do the talking. Although that's not what he was doing. He, he was letting himself talk a lot and uh, also letting the bat do the talking. Um, so the boys, you know, Virat's getting under their skin, um, celebrating wickets, hooting and hollering, screaming at Justin Langer in the box when they're getting wickets. And JL says he's feeling pretty flat. Tells the boys he's feeling pretty flat about the double standards. He's not happy. If they behave like that, they get their heads bitten off. Virat seems to be able to do whatever he can do. And this is Tim Payne goes against his own rule from the PowerPoint presentation where he says, no one's talking to Virat. We're not doing that. Yep. Um, which was, I thought that was an interesting tactic actually from Payne, singling someone out from the team saying we're not going to talk to them. I mean, we do that a lot in our own team. Exactly. Um, with AJ, <laughs> yep. obviously we, we do that. But, but to us, employ yeah. it to the... The import of the opposition was an interesting take. Um, so, yeah, he, he goes, I'm going to take it, the bull by the horns here and I'm going to ruffle his feathers a bit and it bodes quite well for him, boys. Yep, absolutely. And I don't mind this, Hammy. If you're the skipper, you need to set uh, certain, I guess, guidelines, rules, restrictions that you, you're going to follow throughout a game. And these are put in place for a reason. But you need to be able to pivot. And that's what Timmy Payne did. And uh, I, I liked it from him, Rambo. Yeah, I think uh, when they go back and think about the making of Tim Payne as Australian Test captain, this is the moment they will underline. Not only, I think, um, well, I think one of the one of the players even says that he'd already won the respect of the dressing room, but this is the moment he won the respect of the Australian public. Um, it was very, very mm-hmm. clear what he was trying to do. It was very evident on the field, on the stump marks, as you mentioned, Hammy. Um, some good little banter there. Yep. Um, I think my yep. memorable because there's memorable. abuse, Rambo, yep, and then right. there's banter. That's very that's that's we can um, banter. abundantly clear. Not a we lot of abuse. Banter. You play cards. Uh, it's plenty of banter, <laughs> but no abuse. Uh, I think my yes. favourite line from Payne there is um, when he reminds uh, Vera that you still have you have to bat on at last, dickhead. Um, <laughs> yeah, which I just could that. be more Australian captain yeah. if you tried. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was the making. That was the, the turning point for Tim Payne, I reckon. Yeah, and the cricket story really stuck to their guns here on the fact that he said big head, not dickhead. Every uh, all, the, all the captions, everything is always says big head, always big head, never dickhead. Oh, yeah. So that was interesting. Oh. The, the other interesting tactic here is from Payne, he sledged him while he was batting, which takes yes. some balls. Oh, that actually it. does take leadership because um, to sledge while they're batting, 
as I say, that fires him up. But to niggling yeah. when he's fielding and cap, actually skipping the team, that, that's what um, well, I mean, got under his skin, I Well, I mean, it takes a bit more guts uh, if you've got the, the test betting record of Tim Payne, I would have thought. Um, yeah. I yeah. thought, yeah, I might not, yeah. He, did, he did make a, a solid 50-odd, I think, in that innings, Tim Payne, and helped uh, Australia stretch that lead. Um, but, yeah, yep. that, that takes even more kahunas. Yes. Hey, it's so funny Payne... you mention that, Rambo, because if you have a look back, from this point... He he's making more and more runs because he made runs over in England. He dug in a lot. This this was also this tour was also uh, this series was also a bit of a turning point for him and actually making runs and not valuing his wicket more because I don't think that's the issue. But like actually spending more time at the crease, I think he notably did that, and that's just another reason why he's a great skipper. Because well, Virat Kohli yeah. uh, feeds off the abuse when he's batting and it seems mm. that Tim Payne feeds off it when he's giving yep. it when he's batting. So each their own. How good. Yep. Well, I, I just wanted to touch on that again. You know, you mentioned it, Jared Waitley mentioned that Payne won the masses in the verbal exchanges, I believe is the language that he used. Mm. And I could see a lot of similarities to myself where I won the masses uh, with my verbal exchanges in the intervention you guys tried to pull on me last <laughs> year. Um, and egg on your face now because... Uh, you know, those ones went quite well. So um, I really felt a connection to Tim Payne there. And uh, yeah, I was already on board, but uh, it really just hammered it home to me. He leads the boys to a great victory. Um, tells Virat to keep his cool. Virat's blowing up. And, you know, Payne goes, we're not swearing. The umpire gets between. We're just having a chat. Yep. And uh, look, anyway, they get the win. Um, Mike Hussey comes into the rooms, having presented a cap earlier mm. in the test match, says, you never know when your last win is going to be, so you've got to celebrate them all like your last. There's a bit of champagne. Mm. And then we cut just before all the swearing in the team song, <laughs> and that's the end of that three. Beautiful place to leave yeah, it. Absolutely. Beautiful place to leave it. Well, I mean, Very there um, is, it might just be the, uh, the opportune time then, fellas, to talk about uh, where we stand with Virat Kohli, because there, there's some differing opinions. Mm. Um you know, on a, on a scale of love, respect, there might and be hate. one differing opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I, I, obviously, there uh, he does get a bit carried away in in Perth, and uh, Langer mentions, "I feel like a punching bag right now." Um, yeah. So, I mean, one thing that kind of stuck out to me there was that he felt like they didn't have a right to reply. The Aussies, um, personally, I felt that you probably lost that right to reply after after blatantly cheating. Um, you know, not that many test matches ago, so that you might have to just like, go mm. through a prohibition probation period there, <laughs> yeah. JL, um, before you're able to do much. Um, but it, it was interesting to note, uh, I'll present this without any comment. Um, two points. Nathan Lyon, and I've long had this theory, Hammy, you'd know this, that the the reason that Australians dislike Coley so much is that they see a lot of Australian in him. They would kill to have him batting four for Australia. Um, he's the kind of Indian version of Steve Waugh. He's tough, he's gritty, he doesn't give any, uh, take any shit. Um, but also lets his bat do the talking. And Nathan Lyon sums up best. He goes, he has the Australian fight in him. Um, so I think I think the GOAT respects where Coley's coming from and how he plays. Mm. Um, and I will also say that Coley did win the, the ICC Spirit of Cricket Award in uh, 2020. So uh, just a just yeah, a, that's a um That's a great award, isn't it? That, um, you know, <laughs> you really can't fault the uh, officiating involved in that one. Uh, so the I thing mean, is, the if you actually, I might have had uh, eighteen of the twenty votes for that one. But, uh, you know, that's yeah. that's in the um, that's in the small print, I think here. But he got it for uh, for telling the crowd not to stop yeah. booing Steve Smith. If you had a crystal um, ball oh, here, yeah. Rambo, you go look. Well, you know what? There's there's some redeemable features that everybody in the world needs to appreciate. So yeah, 
Yeah, I, I I do like that. That comes later in the World yep. Cup. He, that was a great moment from Virat. Yep. But I, I I love him as a player. I, he's one of those ones you get him in every sport. Like even if your team's not playing, if he's going to be out there, mm. I'll pay. I'll go and watch because he's yep. amazing. Yeah, Buddy Franklin. Um, but when you, I think you just compare him to like you said Steve Waugh there a minute ago. I think yes, in terms of some sort of mental toughness and stuff, but. I don't know, Steve Waugh wasn't kind of like running around wooing in players' faces when they got out, all that sort of stuff. I, I think he's a great player, but he just take a bit of a leaf out of, you know, uh, your Sachin's books. Um, just some of these other players that were great, but they're just a little bit more gracious. Um, but look, I will say, yes, yeah, that's a very fair point in, in the Steve Waugh comparison. He's probably a bit more of a modern-day Steve Waugh mm. with that kind of carry-on after a wicket. But one thing about Sachin, as great as he was, um, that lack of extra aggression meant that, that his Australian team, Indian teams, never won in Australia. No. Um, yep. And that's what India's always missed. They sum it up at the end. They just had so much fight. They knew what they needed to do to win. That was the difference between yep. other touring Indian sides. Sachin yep. Tendulkar was essentially like, uh, it's like he's got Don Bradman bloodlines where everything is, is quite quite proper, quite professional mm. cricket. It's a gentleman's game. There's very much of that. And I think what Australians... Our Australian teams that made us so successful was that that's not how we operated. We had genuine Alan Border, Steve Waugh, Ricky Ponting especially, that had that little edge to them and were happy to push, push, push. Look, if for Virat Kohli, I'm with you guys. I think that uh, immense respect, um, love watching him play, uh, would love him to obviously be playing for Australia. Is there a way... To he can play for Australia. No, <laughs> <laughs> but there's always a way. Anybody can play for anybody, Rambo. We've seen that. Anybody can play for everyone. Just ha- it could be a- one of those cases where they they get India down here for the summer and um, they just have to stay for a year due to um, COVID nineteen and then residency. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's more of an England approach. That he might he might turn out in Ashes one day and win in the. <laughs> That's oh, true. Is there a possible <laughs> way that somebody? can tone down those elements of the game like running up and acting like a 19-year-old kid in someone's face when you get them out, but still have the same level of emotion, the same level of expression. That's all right. If, if there was a way he, and I don't know if there is, if there's a way that he could still bring that same level of energy onto the ground without doing a few of those little less professional, more immature things, he would be one of the greatest leaders we've ever seen on the park. Well, yeah, the question pretty- I would ask without, without knowing... Mm. I have a hunch that his players, the people that he leads, will come to him and say, you know when you get us fired up like that, you know when you respond yep. to a wicket like that, that helps me a lot. And so he's going to keep doing it. Yep. If you're a captain and your team are telling you to do that, you wouldn't stop, would you? No, you wouldn't. Yep. But I'll tell you, the flip side to that, and it's equally as good as that is, as bad as this is, is the emotion he shows when he, things aren't going well. Yep. His body language uh, is not great. Right. Not yep. very, no. yeah. Not very unflappable, right? Uh, as, as is um, often in Indian cricket, a few catches go down, a few uh, mm. poor infielding, and um, down goes Virat's head. I would have loved to see a little bit more. You, you speak about this a lot, Skip. Play hard and tough on the field. Um, yep. Abuse, uh, carry on. It's all in good fun um, from where we stand anyway. Mm. But when you get in the sheds, it's always good to have a Beast. beer. Beast. Um, you don't you don't actually get a lot of vision um, no. or behind the scenes on, on this series. It would have been good to see... Um, a bit more of that. I think they have uh, lunch at uh, Kirribilli House. You see a few players mingling. Um, but that's about the extent of it. Yeah. So it would have been good to get an insight as to whether the teams uh, came together over uh, a Kingfisher. 
I like to yeah. think that uh, Rashad <laughs> Pant and Timmy Payne sat down and had a had a couple of beers. I like to think oh, yeah. that they did because that I enjoy, I enjoyed that because I like Pant. I I, I I really do. They, well, they did have a bit of banter. Banter, about, uh, no abuse. Banter. About Pant plenty of banter. The kids. Um, yeah. Down when he goes to eventually join the Hurricanes, as uh, yeah. as uh, yeah. as um, Tim Payne tried to convince him to do. Well, I think um, if Tim Payne didn't have a few beers with him, I'm sure Nick Payne would have um, oh. Oh, yes. him up for a Dollar couple one. of beers. Honorary grub there. <laughs> he would have um, charged into rooms. He goes, where's, where's the bloke who gave my brother shit? I'm going to have a thousand beers with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we, well, yes, well, we're into Boxing Day here, uh, which a um, mm. bit, of, bit of conjecture about the pitch. Everyone's whinging about how it's a, it's a rough wicket and it plays it plays a bit like an Indian deck. Very yeah. Flat and low, and you know the ball doesn't bounce much. And that's right. Um, about two overs in, a ball rolls through to Tim Payne, four buys, and they go, "Here we go." If this is going to be mm-hmm. ordinary stuff, yeah. Pujara digs in. Uh, very boring uh, batting. A lot of people whinging about that. A little batting, a little bit like me, plus 180 runs on top of that. Very boring <laughs> and not great for the crowds. Um, David Saker, uh, after they oh. do get him out, he goes. He's got a theory. Bowlers, you give him a day off, uh, they win you the game. And I think the Aussies give him about two sessions off after they've just bowled 170 <laughs> overs. Yep. And then they've barely finished their massage table um, and they've got to put the pads on. Uh, JL's not happy about it. He reckons the culture's not great. Yep. Not enough blokes in the viewing area watching the team. Yep. Um, the boys basically get their uh, pants pulled down and they, they get smoked. Not, not a good outcome for the boys on Boxing Day. There's a couple, there's a couple of things here for me, Hammy. I reckon they... Um... Having the uh, advantage of editing this thing in uh, retrospect, mm, yeah. um, I probably wouldn't have focused so much on the MCG deck, um, considering India made a thousand on it, and then Australia batted on the same pitch and made one hundred and fifty-one. Um, there's not you don't yeah. have much to stand on there when you come out and give that first innings performance. Um, well, and, I think they, that, were, they were trying to say it. It's like an Indian it was, pitch, and they like played an like they're in India. They played like they're in India. Yeah, they just 100%. they. they Folded. They made a hundred runs in the first innings, and those got smashed. I don't think. I don't think the deck was, was doing enough though to get to warrant getting rolled for one hundred fifty-one nah. in your own backyard. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, nah. And also one of the one of the well, it could be the bake of the doco. I reckon. Mm. Um, David Saker um, giving it both barrels in the sheds. Um, they use this one in a couple of snippets all around the doco, but um, his bake to the players when um, I think Nathan Lyon very depressingly admits that the, the team was flat. Yeah, uh, and they weren't up for a test match in a, a Boxing Day test match. And David Saker, who is a Victorian, um, I believe, we can't be flat. We can't be not aggressive. I love yeah. that. That was one of my favourites. Uh, I was dying for one of the support staff to come in there and really give it um, a bit of saliva. And Sakes was uh, put himself in the nomination for uh, best supporting actor with that performance. Yeah, he just he just knocked uh, Srin off his perch, the spin That's bowling right. coach from the last yep. episode. Uh, would have loved to see a bit more emotion for Srin. Opportunity <laughs> missed there for him, but uh, yep. yeah, they were um, they were uh, not. Um, he wasn't happy, was he? They didn't uh, really Sakes. respond either, unfortunately, for sake. No. So a couple of marks off. Um, yeah, would have loved a, a solo can reference as well if he had it in him. Uh, probably would have been cut out. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah, one that- um, one. Go ahead. No, you're right, mate. Go for it. Oh, no, I was just going to say that they, they got a bit of a spray and there was one bloke that did have a crack. It was Pat Cummins that did a big piece about how he gets stuck in, all this sort of stuff. Bowled the house down, got four blokes caught down the leg side. So, um, <laughs> you know. As you would um, know, Skip, you take them all, mate. You take yep, them all. Yeah. Shit how does get wickets um, even if you're Pat Cummins. 
Uh, Langer says they're going to be... Oh, yeah. So they, they, basically, Langer's feeling flat. He's annoyed. The, 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 the culture's not great. Tim Payne has a chat with the players. We yeah. don't see that. That's not for the camera. Um, that's for just for the players. He comes back and reports back to Jaguars. Don't take this the wrong way. The players think you need to be a bit more yep. positive around batting. You're a bit negative. They're a bit scared of you. Yeah. And Langer says, yeah, okay, whatever. Anything else? It does not him, sit well with Jaguars. He gives him a whatever. Yeah, he gives I him a whatever. Yeah, I like this I'm from not... Tim Payne. I like this, that he had the sense as the captain and the, and the nuts to be able to go to the coach, let me speak to them, separated the two things, spoke to the players one-on-one, went back, told them how they're feeling, relayed the message. Because I'll tell you what, in a cricket team, first and foremost, it's the skipper and the players. It's not an AFL. This is not AFL or NRL. The coach plays a very, very, very different role. The skipper is the man, and he's the one on the field that's going to direct. It's completely different to other sporting codes. And I think Timmy Payne there, basically there was a little bit of, you know what, you're the coach, but this is this is my dressing room. I am the skipper. I'm going to speak to these players. This is how they're feeling. Full credit to uh, Usman yep. Khawaja as well, who, um, who was able to speak on behalf of the players when uh, the coaches and players united again. He was... Uh, Langer calls it out. That's why I respect Usman um, yep. because he was the one to to, to uh, put forward that everyone's just walking on eggshells around your Alf a little bit. Was what he said. Yep, he, he, uh, we're getting a little bit more of that little uh, storyline, aren't we? The Aussie storyline there is a, is a bit more of a more of a leader or a bit more, you know, a little bit less reserved. Than I was a bit surprised probably. about that. I like that from Uzi. I mean, I've been a bit critical of him earlier in, in episodes, but I really did like that from him. The fact that he was yeah. able to he. A, he, he felt that he could be a voice and B, that he actually used that voice. So that was good. Yeah, I thought he was good there. Then, uh, yeah, the boys lose the test. Langer's under the pump now. We're getting a bit of Langer under the pump storyline coming in. Uh, we have the, the white noise, careless whispers uh, uh, press conference where they grill him about mistreating our man Glenn Maxwell. That's right. Uh, which, yep. when you look back through history, he did with red ball yep. cricket and not picking him on tours. He said he'd pick him on and... All this sort of stuff. Uh, gave out a lot of money to play IPL, um, to play county cricket, and they pulled him out of there. All sorts of stuff. And Langer does not respond well to the questions coming out. I didn't realise a few of the hilarious headlines that I missed at the time. Langer management, I thought was not bad. Yeah, very good. Um, full, might have been probably the Courier one. Mail. One of those funny newspapers yeah. probably did that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's not He's not happy. He holds it out the front of the MCG press conference uh, to try and get everyone back on side, be a bit more honest with him, says hello to everybody, all that sort of stuff. And then we're off to Sydney. Kirribilli House spoke about it yeah. before. I mean, just on that, was... just, can we just be honest here? People wanted to know about Maxi because he's a popular player that is an absolute jet. And yeah. we wanted to know. And Langer basically brushed it, and I thought it was shit. I wanted to know. Yeah, he was... I just came at a... Yeah. Came at a bad I time. I was in, in my Australian team, and he's not there. Yeah. Explain to me why he's not there. Yep, agree. And I think he just, uh, there was so much going with Langer. Mm. He, they'd been beaten. He was under the pump, and he just, yep. he, he wasn't coping. Yeah, I just need um, to get that off my chest. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, I couldn't agree more. Um, we're up to Kirribilli House. They've caught ScoMo between uh, Hawaii trips, um, and they're <laughs> catching up with him with both the teams there. Uh, Langer in Kirribilli House drops the fact that a star is born is great. Yep. Um, not as good, not on the big screen. He did say Rambo, though. So if you're thinking about watching it, try and find a big screen to watch on. Would be the, yes. Well, the that might be a bit, of a, a bit of an issue right now, JL. But I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, um, we've got another strategy meeting. 
after Kira Billy, Finch dropped. Um, Gone. Yep. He's out of the team. Burnsy back in the side, I believe. Yep. Uh, at first, the first uh, little change there. They lose the toss. Not a good start for the boys. Pujara bats for six months. Um, Saker's going bananas again in front of the banana protein shakes. Bit of a motif there in the rooms yep. about the boys not getting fired up again. Uh, the boys can't buy a wicket. They're asked to follow on for the first time in 150 tests, and everything's just gone to shit. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty much the uh, the full stop on uh, what was a convincing series defeat for Australia at home to India for the first time ever. It, uh, I mean, the rain. I think Jared Waitley sums it up that the rain kind of uh, cost India a uh, series three uh, one result. Um, I hated that. Yeah, I think there is a there is a <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> Mate, you're an Australian. You're in Australia. We've just India's just taken the trophy from us. Just two ones fine. Just. Two ones fine, mate. It, he was disappointed that they didn't win three one. Anyway, yeah. Well, they probably we were heading that way, weren't we? We were going to get absolutely flogged, follow oh, on in force. We and but cricket, this is another thing. When it's a non cricketing person, they don't have the appreciation of these truckload of draws in cricket. Whoever complains, basically. Because of the weather conditions that they didn't win. It's a draw. It happens in cricket. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just anyway. Sorry. Well, as, a, as, a, uh, as we digress, Skip, I did enjoy yeah. the little packages they put together for Pajara. Because usually cricket oh. packages, you see blokes blasting balls and mm. there's action going on and fist pumps. And it was just kind of metronomical. It was just that nice... Just, just a that diversion they're, they're ticking, of the ball off, off the bat. The ticking clock. Yeah, the ticking kind of clock. Thing. Yeah, but and it, lots of just yeah. like big high elbow, great, head great. over the Agreed. ball. Bang. And, yeah. um, and Nathan Lyon uh, with a very funny moment just saying, aren't you bored yet? And uh, Pajar, yeah. nah, bro. He's <laughs> just, uh, no, so no surprise that his reply was just two words. Uh, but I like that little package because he had the play, the bowlers charging in, uh, Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins, and just the just, – just had no troubles with it all, Pajara. Seeing him like beach balls that series. So, um, well done for the editors in that one. That was very well put together. Mm. I love that piece as well. Very, very nice little change of pace there, literally. Um, and then, 2-1 uh, down. Should have been 3-1 down. We get that. Um, but chance to redeem ourselves here. Australia, we've got the old foe, Sri Lanka. They're coming for a two-test series. One day-nighter at the Gabba. One uh, historic test in Canberra uh, for the first time. Big changes. Burns in. Jai Richardson in. And uh, Curtis Patterson also getting a run yep. in the side as well. Quickly on um, that, do you guys think it was a little bit weird that Doco made such a big thing about Richardson's debut? Uh, look, he went well. Layla was talking about it. Everything felt different, which is all nice and that. But the like, he's, he's not a permanent fixture. He just came in and that was it. So they're putting this together over this period. Was it? Did it feel just a little weird that it was like it was we were talking about Labashame or someone, like someone that was going to go on and do greatness. Just for me, it just felt like when I watched that, if I didn't know what was going to happen in the future, I'm going, oof, Richardson's going to make an impression in the next 12 months. I mean, is that yeah. fair? Interesting point. Like, he will be good again oh, later, no, I'm sure, just... in the next doco. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. There wasn't enough of a story there probably for so much. I think it was just more yeah. like new, young yep. guy. Um what are we talking about now? J.O.'s got a new thing. We're changing things up. It's got to be about we, not I. And he wants to show a couple of these we, new guys getting kind of <laughs> shaped. We, we um, not me, I believe. It has to rhyme, like, Hammy, or else it doesn't yeah, it has get to on rhyme. the rules. Yeah. 
Well, he, he's gone against the grain there, as he so often does. Um, and he, he went with the eye. Um, and uh, anyway, we see Joe Richardson. He comes in. He travels with a PlayStation um, because he loves <laughs> games. He loves playing games. And he's always and in the fight. Cricket is a game. Yes. I know where you're getting at here, Skip. It, it, this is a bit of a, sh- a stretch. I think they were just trying to inject a bit of blood into the mm. setup. And they uh, did a nice little package on Joe Richardson, which included his love of gaming. Um, and that was about it. Well, they had a nice piece where he's getting driven back to the hotel after his great first day of Test cricket, where yes. he picks up a few poles, right. four or five wickets, gets many followers. Yep. Brad Hayden goes, "How many? How many Insta followers did you get today?" And he goes, "Oh, not that many." He has a yes. bit of a quick look, refreshes his thing. 800, 800 followers in a day. Um, again, at this point, I'm feeling a, an affinity to an Australian cricketer. Um, the day that I dropped my catch, I got roughly the same amount. Um, I wonder whether Jai would have been subjected to the same level of cyber bullying and harassment after his big day out on the uh, on the socials as I was. I, somehow, I, I think probably not. But um, that one it I, brought me into the Jai story at that point. Yeah, I'd say, I'm on uh, the same but, wavelength. Uh, I remember, I reckon I jagged 800 followers when, when Skip tagged me in one of his Instagram posts once. Um, on the Ashes tour. You know so the feeling, that, big moment. That in was a career. nice little bump, yeah. uh, a little bit, bit of a uh, <laughs> add to the confidence. Thanks, Skip. Yeah, yeah. Have, do what we can, Rambo. Do what we can. There was um, another debutant so in this one as well, Hammy, wasn't there? Curtis Patterson. Yes, there was. Um, um, they bring him in, and I, I just got one note on Curtis Patterson. Has there ever been a Test cricketer? Um, who looks like the most ordinary, just looking bloke. Not not his personality. He just looks like any mm. kind of guy that's walking down the street. I, yeah. I I try to think of another Australian Test cricketer that that fit that criteria of he could walk down the street and you wouldn't even know. Yeah, yeah. He does, certainly doesn't look like he's like a, an elite athlete at a first glance. No. Um, obviously a very very good batsman. That's right. uh, looks a bit like the stick cricket character. A little well, bit, I would yeah. say. Hey, <laughs> um, Jay. So yeah. So good on him for uh, for, for getting a go. Um, he does very well in the next test. We head to Canberra for the second test, the two-test series, after absolutely pantsing uh, Sri Lanka up there, flog him. Um, the Canberra test, I mean, wow, so much history. This one really deserves its own doco, in my opinion, um, <laughs> from, uh, you know, the, the the Comets, the rise and fall of the Comets to uh, where they are now. Anyway, uh, I digress there a little bit. Um, it's party time in Canberra, standard. Uh, four blokes score tons. Um, Most heads. You know, Travi Head gets his first one. Uh Patterson gets one, Uzi gets one, Joey Burns gets one. Everyone's it's everyone fill is filling their boots. In, it is a fill up, a fill up. They absolutely flog uh, Sri Lanka again, straight to Mooseheads. You would assume uh, no cameras in there, thank no. God. No. Um, but uh, yeah, the boys round out. Uh, they get a bit of momentum heading into what's going to be a very important year of cricket. Um, and the, the good thing is, and that's maybe why they put a bit of light on all these new players that came in, Skip, like Jai Richardson. They've all done well, which is good. Yeah, it's a good shout. And it wasn't to knock any of the things. I just found it, for me, it just felt a little, it was almost bigger, like looking back, it was bigger than the Labashane, like discussions around Labashane throughout, bigger than probably uh, Travi Head's presentation, things like that, players that have become staples and like obviously one getting the vice captaincy, another one that absolutely dominated and arguably we wouldn't have the Ashes trophy back here. We probably wouldn't have the Ashes trophy back here without him and then dominated in Australia. So, look, it's good. But as you said, went well and it was a bit refreshing. I think it was probably more just because of that 
they we needed something and then there was this injection of youth and and, and this this refreshing uh like was it was the way not me was it was it the way not me is that was is it Must I got a feeling that it was it was less about the way not me and more that uh the Sri Lankas, the tankers, uh, they were awful. <laughs> yeah, they, they, were, they were barely had a test quality eleven. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's, I think JL mentioned it. He goes yeah. driving into the Gabba. Jeez, yeah. what if we lose to Sri Lanka? Yeah. Um, that would have been genuine news because that team was awful. Yeah, let's not yeah. pretend that there was anything other to do with it other than <laughs> yeah. The, the question marks around the Sri Lanka selection table continue there for me. Uh, no, Dick Weller in that series yeah. is, is a bit of a Rishabh Pant style. Mm. Chirper, yeah. so that maybe they missed a beat there. Anyway, yeah, he would have been need, a good. We need more of that on our soil. Yeah, yep. we're full advocates for that. Big time. Um, so there we we have a win. Uh, Nathan Lyon gets the boys together in front of the Bradman stand there at uh, a historic Manuka Oval, um, <laughs> and he tells the boys that there was a security breach uh, on the evening of day one. Uh, bloke entered the dressing rooms. He looked like. The coach, Justin Langer, but he had a smile on his face. Classic gags. So it couldn't have been. Classic not have been gags. Jail, and they, were, they were spraying with some beers. They're about to sing the song. They start singing it. They're about to swear. And then that's the end of yep. episode four. And we're halfway through the series. So happier times yep. as we the approach fight. the halfway point. We're getting right. there. Um, we're getting there. Was, there. there was a couple of things um, over these two episodes that, that annoyed me, uh, Hammy and Skip. Yep. Um, this isn't a segment, but it could be things that annoy me or <laughs> questions we need answered. Uh, yep. might be another one and we could find that out in the next four episodes but um, off the top not enough Harsha Bogle um, love a bit of Harsha as most uh, Australian cricket fans do thanks to his work Harsha but fair feedback there Rambo that's <laughs> uh, awful let's move on quickly uh, but yeah no, we, we all love Harsha <laughs> he's working the com box on Grandstand and now Fox Sports I yeah. think it is but um, could have got a bit more of him in there to just give that view but um, whenever he did spoke, yep. speak he was fantastic um, not enough of Graham Hick. Now, the, he's the Australian batting coach, fellas, and um, the Australian batting lineup is under severe pressure, yet we don't hear from the uh, Zimbabwean-born England test cricketer who's now the uh, elite performance coach for Australia at all. Um, so I yeah. thought there was a little bit missing there. I would have liked to hear what Graham Hick, Hick's take on um, Shielding him his team's uh, mm. demoralising defeat to India or the Indian attack. Um I've got a little thing about dress code here. I'm a little bit confused. There's a, some, there's a few moments in team meetings um, where everyone is rocking up in the full tracksuit, the polo shirt, the pants, the hats. You've got booper on every square inch of you. Um, yet there's Justin Langer and Tim Payne wearing a black T-shirt and, and black shorts. I, was there fines involved there or were they being at another engagement? Or I'm not so, quite yeah, sure. One rule for us, another yeah, one yeah. for the, the team. I don't, and I, interestingly, I noticed Tim Payne rocking a New Balance cap yes. when I thought his sponsor was Kookaburra. So I don't know if there's... Uh, well, obviously not because that was 18 months ago, two years ago. But I wonder whether there was some sort of friction there or what's you going on have, there. I mean, have a bat sponsor and an, an apparel sponsor. I apparel. Mean, yeah, I mean, if you're, okay. if you're at that level and you don't have the dual sponsorship, um, well, you're a bit confused, yeah. let's be honest. Look, um, yeah, have a look at yourself. Shout no, out to valid, valid point, though. I also... Yeah, yeah. I also met, uh, noticed some interesting wardrobe one night uh, when the boys are getting dressed down in the change rooms by Sakes. Um... Paddy Cummins is wearing a yellow blazer, yes. not dissimilar to the yellow blazer that the professor wears yep. on his show, The Night Watchman. I, I don't know if you I'll saw pick that. This or up. You... Yeah, so I noticed it in the first two eps as well. There's a pink blazer and there's a yellow mm-hmm. blazer, and I believe ah. they're part of the awards after every test match. 
dick of the day sort of Correct, yeah. Stuff. So, I think so Paddy Cummins, he's obviously the golden boy from um, bending his back in Melbourne, getting four blokes caught down the leg side. That's right. And then the pink one must be for the, the goose or something like that. Yeah, or maybe uh, player's player or, you know, clubman. Oh, but yeah. I'm not sure. But the, I yeah. did notice that as well. Um, but it would be good if anyone knows what those blazers are or could be bothered to Google it for us, please let us know. Hashtag yeah. Skip, up. can you just ask Travis here? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. I'll be back. On your... Week. On your um, your nightly phone call with him, if you could just ask him what's going on with the Blazers. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Nice. Brilliant. And uh, I reckon yeah, that's cool. probably enough on the things that annoy me uh, for episodes three and four. I'm sure there'll be a few more um, as we're halfway. Beautiful. Nice. We've probably got time for a, a little bit of quiz oh, action. Rambo. Um, Rambo. It's, yeah. All right. It's time for Rambo's quiz. <laughs> that stinger. Good, yep. good, good work from uh, Harley to uh, chuck that singer in last week. Here we go. Question one. Who presents Curtis Patterson with his baggy green? Is it A, Michael Hussey, B, Michael Hussey, C, Michael Hussey, or D, Michael Hussey? Uh, all the above, E. Michael yeah, Hussey. Correct. Yep. I actually don't know who did it, but um, that was I'm just an attempt of a bit Hussey. of uh, humour off the top uh, yeah, for your skip. Here we go. This is much tougher. Um, how many you talked about... Uh, riding with Justin Langer to Perth Stadium, up to Stadium. What brand of watch does the coach wear? A. Tissot. B. Omega. C. Rip Curl. D. Seiko. I'm going Seiko. Tissot. Incorrect. The answer is B. Omega. Oh, Omega. Yep. Give me Omega threes up. Yep, shout out are. to all those uh, brand managers at Omega. We have yeah. um, sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, or any any of those brands you mentioned <laughs> yeah, in the watches really. there. Yeah, oh, mate, you, maybe, maybe aside Rick from Rick Curl. Let <laughs> yeah, that one through the yeah, keeper, yeah. Pujara style. Uh, while we're in Perth, <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Optus Stadium is the what test match venue in Australia? What number? 9, 10, 11, 11 or 12? I mean, I mean, that's too that's too confident. It must be eleven. Incorrect. It's ten. <laughs> <laughs> because Canberra's the eleventh. Correct. Oh, right. You mentioned it, you idiot. There's been eleven the test venues, and Manukova was the last one. Interestingly, yeah. uh, there is a stadium in Cairns that hosted a test match, uh, Kazali Stadium. Yep. Uh, yep. You maybe or may not be familiar with it. Very familiar with it. You're not. You're not going to believe where Carmichael Hunt kicked that winner against Richmond. Ah, yes, yes, very true. It is. I was I was actually at that test match. Oh, well, that's going to ruin my <laughs> bonus point question. Uh, which Aussie famously scored their final test century at Kazali Stadium? Martin Love uh, and Boof. Oh, Steve Waugh. 156 <laughs> not out versus Hammy. Bangladesh. You've missed the obvious one. Well, there was three then. Hey, speaking well, of wide stadiums. continue to play after that, and so did Martin Love, I believe, got another test match. A graveyard. No, but their last, last ton, though. Isn't yeah, that where oh. Warney took his 500th? Or no, was that in Darwin? No. That was Candy. That was in Sri Lanka. Similar conditions, similar climate. We might have to go to the... F- yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll just check on that, Hammy. Darren Lehman might have been the right answer as well. Uh, but it was yeah. a, it was a fill up there. Steve Waugh, 156 not uh, scored a century the Test match before. That's a, a funny way to sign That's off true. a tremendous Test career. <laughs> test again, a Test done against Bangladesh in Cairns. Moving the on. The top end tour. Beg your pardon. The top end tour. That's right. I believe yes. it was uh, for marketing purposes there. And of course, Hammy Goodwin was there. Uh, any yeah. chance to take a crowd catch? Here we go. What <laughs> shot does Virat play to get off the mark um, in the Perth first innings, which he scores a ton on drive? Skip. Cover drive. Skip's 
It is an on drive, uh, which uh, Justin Langer salivates over, and it is a tremendous shot. Um, just past compares the it to Ricky Ponting, uh, right. where he would used to get off the mark with one, and Justin would call him a freak. Ponty used to do that, eh? Um, he, he, that good, he was a freak. <laughs> moving on, uh, yeah. Graham Hick averaged what in Test cricket? Multiple choice. A, 45.6, B, 40.8, C, 35.7, or D, 31.3? B. I'm going 40.8? Yeah, I'm going 40.8. Yeah. Fellas, the Australian batting coach, uh, Graham Hick, averaged 31.3 <laughs> in Test cricket. Jeez. That's pretty grim. Anyway, uh, presented without comment, but 31.3. Oh, I, I, I had him a lot better than that. Uh, I remember him as a cricketer. But uh, we have to remember that England yep. team from um, those Ashes series used to get flogged by Shaya were horrific. Yeah. Uh, we spoke about Jai Richardson after his day one debut at the Gabba. Brad Haddon asks him, how many text messages do you have, Jai? Is it A, 92, B, about 50, C, 76, or D, 24? About 50. It is A, 92. 92. Jesus. He's very specific yeah. about that, Joe. Wasn't quite sure about the Insta followers, but knew how many text messages he got. Uh, yeah. He's an old-fashioned. He prefers a, the personal touch of a text message rather than the uh, the bots and the uh, the faceless accounts of, of the Instagram. And, I, you know, good on him. We're learning a lot about this guy. Likes games, likes real people. Yeah. That's Get around him. He's going to have a big future. I did notice that... Um, we, we've become a, uh, we got a bit of insight into the fact that you can't have any phones inside the rooms, uh, Skip. Yeah. Uh, we had a bit of a chat to the Melbourne Stars during the BBL season and we had to leave all our phones outside. So you could see us, after they yep. were driving out, they were all on their devices uh, catching up with um, God knows what. Yep. But uh, that's tool. probably why you're not allowed your phone in the rooms anymore. Uh, probably jumping on Poker Face to claim their next free <laughs> chips that you get every four hours. <laughs> I do get the... Uh, the hammy is in the house uh, alert way too often at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, join me for a hand of poker face. <laughs> it's pretty good. Gap. Good app. Really good. Get on board. I've just deleted it literally. Um, too many alerts. Oh, really? Uh, yep. Last question, or maybe second last. Here we go. Pajara, top scored in the series. No surprise there. 520 runs at 74. Who was second? No multiple choice on this one? I'll give you a multiple uh, choice then if you're battling. Oh, can we get a clue? Is he? Is it an Indian batsman? It is an Indian batsman. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going... Yeah, you go, Ham. No, you go. You go. Um, I'm going I'm going with the opener, Agarwal. Okay. I'm going to go with Rishabh Pant. It is Rishabh Pant. Fuck. Because he had a he had a fill up in Sydney, didn't he? He's, he like 140 Pant, or something. So five twenty one for Bajara. The next highest was Richard Pant at three hundred and fifty. And for a bonus point, yeah, Hammy, he scored the most runs for Australia in the series. In that series, in the Indian Skip, series, feel free to chime in with Trabby this Head. as well. Good guess. That's pretty good. Uh, I probably would say him or. Who else was in that? Uh, yeah, I would say him, but... Marcus Harris as get, well made some runs. Finch got 80 or something. Mm. Almost, oh, yeah, but it couldn't be him if they dropped no. him. Marcus no, Harris. I'm, I'd have to say head. Marcus Harris. Harris. Yeah. And, Tra- and Travi would have been runs. second, wouldn't he? 
Okay. Chavi was the was the second Aussie with 237. Yeah. Uh, and then Kawaja with 198. Uh, Finch, uh, you're miles away. He only scored 97 runs in three test matches. Man, not good enough. <laughs> it's not good how... enough across the board, is it really? Harris. Well, the top the did... top three are all Indians, obviously. Uh, Bajara, Pant, Coley. Interesting how Pant and Harris both got skewered from their test teams very shortly after that, um, putting on a lot of runs. Mm. Yes. Got yeah, it was a strange old series, that one. Yeah. I think... Um, one by sessions, as uh, we were told very often. But that's Rambo's quiz. Hammy took now, that one out, stuff. I reckon. Skip. Uh, yeah, it's, I'd hope so. Might have to down trail. As I said, uh, I, I watch episode. it. I watch. Uh, I watch the test in a slightly different format each time, and this time, the most recent was over a couple of vinos. So. <laughs> we're, we're yeah, and it showed, it showed in your performance <laughs> in the quiz, mate. To be honest, so. Thought you saw it. definitely not um, Do some work. There you go. <laughs> well, well done, gents. Uh, another very comprehensive look at the next two, those two episodes. Next, we head to the World Cup, uh, I yeah. believe. There might be some, actually, we head to India first yep. for a return series where we learn about some rare cats in the team, and uh, then we head to the World Cup. So we're getting to the pointy end. Uh, the next, I think the next two episodes that we do are going to be the, the real fill-ups, but uh, well done today, boys. Uh, a pleasure, as always, to join you. Um I guess we'll we'll catch up with everybody next yeah. week. Any uh, if there's anything you want us to cover, yep. slide into yeah, the DMs. The DMs open. Can I just get involved? Can I say, next couple of weeks will be uh, very. I reckon they'll be really important for us to to get involved because we covered that World Cup uh, in depth through three slips. No cover. We had an award. We did all of those things. So it's going to be absolutely fantastic to be able to deep dive into this from a. Uh, the perspective behind the players looking what happened behind the scenes because we've got so much we can relate back to it um, yep. uh, and Rambo if you're going to do a quiz next week maybe nothing about the actual World Cup because as you remember Hammy and I both went zero for ten with yep. three models what a quiz that... uh, well uh, I believe yeah. it's second chances skip so uh, you never know <laughs> <laughs> alright alright very good team uh, good hustle hashtag grub up yep. and uh, we'll see you soon see you guys